Ladies and gentlemen, drivers, gig workers, and everyone in between, welcome to This Week in Rideshare Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Hoffa. It is Friday, August 18th, 2023, and this week, robotaxis go wild, Minneapolis gets a win, and is Uber broken? Legal Rideshare breaks it down. And today I'm joined by Torsten, the rideshare professor and, of course, Legal Rideshare's co-founder and lead attorney, Brian Greening. Gentlemen, happy Friday. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Happy Friday. Thank you for having us. What a, what a wonderful opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, go no, ahead, I, Brian. Yeah, I just wanted to say happy Friday myself. I want to thank Torsten for coming on. Yeah, you know, we, we have worked together for quite a while, while now, and I thought it'd be great to bring us all on to discuss... Uh, you know, just some of the really recent and important topics for drivers and gig workers. And honestly, Torsten, I think you do something really unique in the, the gig space, rideshare space with your channel. You do a lot of education, but you also do a lot of encouragement, a lot of giving drivers and workers what they need to succeed and then saying, hey, we can do this. You can do this. Um, I think that's really important. And I think it fits really well with uh, what we're trying to do now. Um, so before we, we jump into the topics, I just want to give you just a minute to explain, you know, what Rideshare Professor is, why you started it, uh, and how people can, can learn more about it. Um, firstly, I want to say thanks, guys. I appreciate our relationship and, you know, everyone that's come through my channel that I've introduced to legal rideshare has actually come back to me and said thank you for the introduction. So whatever you guys are doing over there, you know the business, you're protecting the drivers. And it's a pleasure working with you. So you make it easy for me and, and just massive gratitude. As far as myself, you know, starting um, the Rideshare Professor channel, I do have a couple of uh, YouTube channels out there. It sort of took on its own path. Um, I've always been an advocate for the, the underdog. Um, I grew up with a dad who was a very well-respected politician. In fact, he helped broker between Gorbachev and Reagan uh, when it came to negotiating, bringing down the wall. So I, I love diplomacy. I love, I've always loved as a teenager listening to my dad uh, talk to people and broker deals and protect the underdog. And I think a lot of that rubbed off on me. So it sort of, it's, it's comes very naturally to me um, helping drivers out, right? And standing up for them because we have the big corporations, we have a lot of big gig companies that employ uh, sorry, that actually have a lot of independent contractors, millions of them across, you know, a ride share and, and food delivery. And uh, very often they really don't know uh, their rights or they don't know their true potential. So that, that's what I'm trying to achieve with the channel. Bring out the very best in every driver, uh, educate them and, and help them with questions. And, you know, I get easily two to three hundred emails a day. I try to get back to everyone, and it's it's it's, it's a hobby. You know, I, I set at least two hours aside per day for this business while I run my other companies. But uh, thank you, thank you for the introduction there. Yeah, no, I, it's it's just amazing work you're doing, um, and it's just it's a fascinating story, fascinating background, um, and we'll get more into it. And I'm sure that'll be that'll lean heavily into what we're talking about today. But also, Brian, just give you a, a chance to to just again remind people what Legal Rights does and how we can help. 
Yeah, well, before I do that, I just I want to thank Torsten again for coming on. You are like just a force in this industry and the channel has blown up and the the information that you give to drivers is really invaluable. And in the way that you present it in an informative, uh, digestible way, I mean, we're, we're just huge fans of yours and we're really excited uh, to have worked together in the past to be on this uh, episode with you right now and to continue moving forward um, with good things to come. Thank you. Um, yeah, but in, in terms of legal rideshare, um, you know, we are the first law firm in the United States that's entirely dedicated to Uber, Lyft and gig related accident and injury claims. So I've, I've said before on our show, you know, basically that means we're a personal injury law firm, but we're focused on gig workers. Um, we understand the insurance policies. We understand the defenses that these companies put up, the roadblocks that they put up to try to prevent you uh, the worker from collecting what you're entitled to. Um, a lot of times these companies, um, you know, their business models are based on screwing you. I mean, for, for lack of a better word. And then when you're injured, when you're uh, at your lowest point, they try to put up even more roadblocks. Um, so we step in and we fight for you. We advocate for you. We ensure that you get uh, your medical bills paid for, your wage loss recovered, uh, pain and suffering, any other damage that you sustain, we're there to to put that money in your pocket where it belongs, uh, rather than with the gig companies and their insurance companies um, when when you really deserve it. So that's legal rideshare. That's why we're here. That's why we're fighting. Um, and, and we really pride ourselves on being a member of this community. No, we certainly Thank do. Um, that's why we do segments like this. So let's dive Thank right into it. We're going to start with the, the first topic. And it's an interesting one this week. So this is from... Uh, this is from Gizmodo, and this is San Francisco begs California to pause Waymo and Cruise Robo Taxi, and they're saying infestation. And again, this is from Gizmodo. Now they said, "quote uh, reports that San Francisco City Attorney David Chu filed a motion with the California Public Utilities Commission asking the agency to halt the recent recent expansion of Waymo and Cruise services." So basically, they're citing that the technology is not ready. They've even gone so far as to say, quote, we have seen that this is not ready and poor performance has interfered with the life-saving operations of first responders. Uh, San Francisco will suffer serious harms from this unfettered expansion, which outweighs whatever impacts AV companies may experience. Uh, so it's not a great sign for AV. I'm going to toss this over to you first, Torsten, and just kind of get your your opinion on yep. what you think, you know, what's going on out there in What's the solution? Well, I'm very vocal. I'm, I'm not shy to tell the truth here. And, you know, they're just not ready for this technology yet. They, this, what, what should happen here is they, they should take this off the grid, uh, you know, create a little city, you know, in, in a desert area, invest the money. Uh, Google, Cruise, they have the money to set that up. And they really need to go and test it off the grid. Uh, integrating these vehicles you know, in modern day, is it, it, it's just shown it's a, a, a disaster. Every single day uh, on social media or in the news, you will see one of these uh, Waymos or cruises stuck in the cement. Uh, they created roadblocks. Uh, multiple cars were confused. Uh, you know, um, ambulances and fire engines couldn't go through because they were blocking the road. I mean, San Francisco, yeah, right next to Palo Alto, tech capital of the world, obviously Uber and Lyft, are pushing big time to get this uh, technology off the ground rather soon, sooner than later. 
Uh, the, the end goal is to replace the drivers with AVs, uh, but it, it, it's sort of become like a comedy show, right? I mean, even yesterday there was an article, uh, they were interviewing people, um, you know, the, the, the Waymo and Cruise are now the latest little gadgets to have uh, sex in. So, I mean, you, you guys cover the stories, I cover the stories, that's reality, they're not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, Travis, way back, already said, you know, that's what we're gearing up to. They're focusing on AVs. Um, drivers are upset. Obviously, they can see that these uh, vehicles are there to replace them. And, 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 and I think our job or as, as YouTubers or you guys with your channels is to really just A, educate the public what's going on, educate the drivers, and then also maybe put, put a little bit of pressure on the legislators. You guys are not ready for this yet, right? And uh, they're trying to force this through. Um, trying to roll it out in more cities, but uh, you know, I think it's still years and years away. But that's just my personal opinion here. Yeah, yeah, Brian. I, you know, we had discussed this before, and I, I'm going to tap you for this. But we've discussed there's there's just a lot of gray areas, or maybe just really no solutions yet to when something happens that's not kind of funny, when it's not okay, when they're just stuck in cement or whatever. There's some serious legal repercussions if these things start doing damage. That's exactly right. It, the technology is not there yet, but neither is the policy. So a lot of times these cities don't have any idea how they're going to legislate. Uh, the insurance policies are not up to snuff right now. We don't know who's going to pay when something does go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, say an AV crashes, everybody's going to get sued with the company that put it out there, the person that was operating it. Right. Um, We've seen in the past the the Uber uh, AV vehicle with the the uh, you know human inside got in the crash and killed a woman. Um, it, we just we don't know how people are going to be made whole when incidents do happen. Uh, we understand that the that the technology isn't there uh, to ensure that they are safe and that they aren't going to create hazards on the roadway. Um, so there's just so many unanswered questions that I, I'm with Torsten. Like we've got to figure this out. These companies have been trying to put these vehicles on the road really since they started. Uber has always said that the goal was AV. Um, they've yep. always uh, you know, put, put uh, that thought out there that eventually the drivers are going to be replaced. And now there's kind of blood in the water. They, they have the technology to start the process. So they're trying to jam it through um, as quickly as they possibly can. And that's just never the way to do things safely, uh, to do things honorably. Um, it, it, we just we need to make sure that people like us, uh, that the drivers are standing up and that they're, you know, they're demanding that things are safe before they're on our roadway. Yeah, it's, you Correct. know, it's, it's just like I always say, you know, and every time we do these when it's a story, especially with the tech side is, you know, time will tell. Um, and unfortunately, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but we, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see as, as it rolls out further. But I agree with Torsten. I think we're still years away. But again, time will tell. Um, let's move on to the next topic. Now, this is potentially really good news again for Minneapolis. So this is from OPB. Uh, the story is Minneapolis advances measure for minimum wage to Uber and Lyft drivers. So uh, Minneapolis City Council members narrowly passed a measure on Thursday that would establish a minimum wage for drivers of Uber, Lyft, and other rideshare companies in the city. Uh, what's interesting is many of these drivers are African immigrants who have been pushing for higher wages at the state and city levels for several months, um, and it did pay. So it says if this uh, Minneapolis ordinance goes into effect, 
Drivers will be paid at least $1.40 per mile and $0.51 per minute or $5, uh, whichever is greater. Torsten, I'm going to go back to you on this. Do you think this goes far enough? Do you think that this will make it through? Well, what's what's well established is that um, drivers um, have been uniting here and abroad. Um, France, a um, lot of solidarity there. I mean, they you know they they have a I believe an eight dollar minimum starting point, right? Um, Seattle fought long and hard, got their way. New York fought long and hard, and I think what. Um, drivers are realizing if you actually group together, if, if you work as a family here, and if you actually work with the legislators and present this the right way, uh, you, you can achieve success, right? I mean, I, I work with, I, I talk to associations, little unions, organizations worldwide. They, you know, they use my channel. I love to support them. You know, the guys in the UK came a long way. I think we can do it here as long as we uh, stick together. And what, what, I, what I do like about, um, you know, a, a lot of the immigrants that are pushing this, they know how to stick together, right? Um, they know, I mean, I, I lived in Africa. I've, I've worked with people from Ethiopia and uh, Somalia. They know how to work together. And as long as you have someone on the inside, I'm talking a a politician or a legislator, you can start push. You can start building momentum, right? You got to get a lot. Of, you got to get enough drivers behind you. You have to work with these legislators. And um, the interesting is like just the interesting thing. Just in this last week, Sergio from um, the the rideshare guy, Sergio Vidian, uh, major big big advocate. Love the guy. Uh, you know, we wired the exact same way. You know, we we expose these stories. We fight for drivers. And he said, listen. The way to go is state by state. We we ju- we have to be relentless. We need to work together, Torsten. And I said, you know, I'm I'm 100% behind you. Um, have the drivers use these channels, and 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 let's at least if it's just our, our two channels, let's keep on pushing this. It it has it has um, the possibility to to pass in multiple states and once it starts gathering momentum once people can see that oh you know what my my mileage rate was uh, bumped from let's say 60 cents to $1.41 or uh, and and actually having there's there's more money in their pockets more rights uh, paid holidays and more more legal rights um, then we're going to see a lot of momentum but but sadly i think the expectations of 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 these drivers in in the gig world going in is just too low. It is our job to educate them that you deserve so much more. And I've always been advocating for a hybrid model, something between IC independent contractor and uh, employee. You know, you got you got to you got to be paid fairly. You got to be compensated fairly. Uh, Uber and Lyft like using these uh, numbers. You know, thirty four, thirty five, thirty eight dollars. They dreaming. You know, that's not what drivers are making at the end of the day. After all the expenses, you'll be lucky if you, you make minimum wage. So this is good. This is good. Um, I, I was I was sad to hear that Tim Waltz vetoed this. Uh, they didn't give up the fight. They kept on fighting. They were relentless. And now this is before a, a mayor fray. So I, I just truly hope he does the right thing here and doesn't veto this as well. But uh, why, why shouldn't the drivers deserve the absolute minimum, 
right? They're, they're playing an essential job out there. They're transporting people. They, they're keeping people safe. They're getting people to businesses. Why don't you take care of these people? So we, we're gaining momentum and we're going to see big changes. No doubt about it. Yeah, to- totally agree. I mean, and you're right. And it's something you didn't, I, I didn't even think about. And Brian, maybe, maybe you did is, you know, the immigrants are really the key focus here. They stayed together. They made it happen. Now, I got Brian, we talked about this before, but I'm curious on your opinion. You know, as we know, Uber and Lyft always say, if this passes, we're out of here. Uh, Do you think they're going to leave if it passes? I really don't, because we've seen this in other cities where they make this empty promise of, if you know, if you give drivers benefits, if you up the, the pay, we're out. Well, it doesn't happen. Do you really think that Uber is going to give up the Minneapolis market because the drivers are making a couple extra cents? I, I just don't see it. They figure out ways to fatten their pockets in, in other ways. They're, maybe they'll charge the customer a little bit more. Um, that's not the end of the world. They will figure out ways to make this a viable business for them while complying with the law. Um, every time that they make this empty promise, we see them backtrack as soon as the law goes through. Um, yep. They're still in Seattle. They're still in France. Um, they're, you know, it's, it's really just an intimidation game. They're trying to play the politicians. They're, they're trying to make politicians think that they're making a mistake where their constituents, the riders, in a lot of ways, are going to push back on them, vote them out. They don't have anything to worry about. Stand around. These are strong uh, politicians that have a a motivation to do what's right for the worker. Um, They're most of the way there. Let's cross that line. Let's let's put this money in the worker's pocket and and take care of people who deserve to be taken care of. They're hard workers and they deserve to have money in their pocket, food on their table, a roof over their head. And the current structure is just not allowing that. Yeah, could, and, could. and if I may add uh, uh, just briefly to that, I mean, Brian is 100% on the money here, right? It's, it's, it's a bluffing game. It's a fear game. The, the threat of, of pulling out has been made before. As, as Brian already said, they've shown it's, it, it's, it's a pattern of threats. They didn't exit Paris. They didn't exit Seattle. They need these markets, right? They can't abandon these markets. So it's a major bluffing game. With it's our job as the drivers to use social media to 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 reach those politicians, those mayors, and just say, hey, you know what? You're fighting for us. They've bluffed in Paris. They've bluffed in London. They've bluffed in Seattle. They are bluffing in Minneapolis. Don't take the bait. And, yeah. and I can also tell you that there's about a thousand other smaller rideshare companies that would love to come in and service the Minneapolis market. So if Uber really wants to leave, please. Please go because there's going to be other companies <laughs> yeah, exactly. that pull up and are going to pay these drivers what the law requires and, and maybe even better. So uh, let's open up some cities and, and make some real competition here. Please, please do it. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. So hopefully he passes this. I know we all want it to pass. Um, we'll see. I'm sure we're going to get some updates on that soon. Uh, we're going to head to our final article here. Now, this is from Market Watch. Now, it says Uber pitched itself as a solution. Instead, it's a symptom of a very broken job market. And this is from a new book. That's a quote from the new book. Uh, The book is about how Uber made its way into Washington, D.C. about a dozen years ago and analyzes how the ride-hailing company grew into the multi-billion dollar corporation it is today. I think one of the interesting things about this book, 
uh, is that although the studies have shown the company isn't actually filling the gaps that it acts like it did, the authors write that many of the dozens of Uber drivers they spoke to were basically willing to take whatever they could get. Um, they go in to say Uber's business model, as we know, you know, relies on treating its millions of drivers as independent contractors, you know, shifting the cost and risk to those workers. Yet some of the drivers mentioned defending Uber as a provider of income when they needed it, regardless of these other issues. Um, I think this actually goes back to something that you had said a little bit ago, Torsten, about uh, you know, educating these drivers and on letting them understand they deserve more than they think they do, just just in a, as a worker. Yeah, I mean their their expectations. Let's be honest, are, are, are rather low, right? Got a car, got a job, can put in a few hours, can make some money. But but what it's our job, you know, the, the YouTubers or the influencers, you guys, to educate the driver. Hey, you got to treat this as a business. This is a business. Your car is your office. Your hours you're putting in, right? You have your, your maintenance, your oil changes, your tires, your insurance. I mean, there's a huge long list. You really need to know at the end of the day what you are clearing after an eight-hour shift, right? You, you, you have to treat this as a business. So the more we educate, we more we motivate these drivers and show them step into your self-worth. You have not even explored your self-worth yet. You switch on the ignition, you drive, you don't ask any questions, you accept whatever is uh, put in your account at the end of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, and I want to say it here live to the drivers again, right? If you are financing a car for five years, right, and you put on 240, 250,000 miles after three or four years, you still owe two years of payments, right? You may think you're making money, but you're stuck with a broken down car, tons of cost, uh, transmission problems, and you haven't even paid your calls. So the, the moment you start treating this as a business, educating yourself, there's a lot of good videos out. There's a lot of good people helping you crunch the numbers, right? This is one of the channels that also shows you. But you, you can also explore within the gig world what other opportunities are out there, right? That's why I also say to these people, hey, if you've invested in a Suburban or an Escalade and you're driving in the black or premier categories, start setting up your LLC and start recruiting private drivers as well. Maximize your profit. So it is our job to show them their true potential, their true self-worth, right? What, what the, the, the game plan, sadly, from the very beginning when these guys had billions of dollars, hey, let's drive the taxi business out. Let's drive the shuttle drivers out. Let's use this crazy money to, to open up city after city, very well documented how they have done that. A couple of whistleblowers have, um, you know, stepped forward and, and shown how they've opened up these cities, how they've influenced politicians, how they've bought their way in. And then um, I think, you know, of year after year, not showing profits, tremendous pressure by the companies. Hey, we got to start seeing money. The investors wanted to start seeing money. And then I think what Dara Kostra Shawi, he took over. 2019, um, David Risher just recently took over from uh, John Zimmer and, and, and Logan Green. But what, what all of these guys had in common, right, all of these uh, executives had in common is that um, they, they pushed it too far. They, they, they took from the rider how much money can we take before, you know, before they bail on us. Let's see where the tipping point is. 
How much can we extract from the driver? How far can we push them down? What is the absolute minimum we can pay these people per mile per minute? And I think that did so much damage there and lost so many riders and drivers, you know, and, um, and now fighting to get them back, uh, being pressured by the investors, being pressured by the, you know, by Wall Street, etc. So, they, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a tough game. They've, they've ruined certain cities, right? And they're fighting, they're fighting to get these guys back. This is basic business ABC, uh, Dara and, and David. It's, it's like the way you, you, you treat your riders and the way you treat your drivers, you will see your company will do well. There's, there's zero attention paid to those millions of people that are bringing in wheelbarrows of cash every single day. This, it's like, hey, you're a lemon. How far can I squeeze you? How, how much can I extract? How much juice can I extract out of you? That is the wrong approach here, ladies and gentlemen. So they, they have themselves to blame. Uh, they're doing a lot of, uh, you know, you, you saw where their stock went to. They, they, they're clinging back. They're fighting back. And they have to make major changes. So um, it, it, it's exciting to watch this from the outside. I, I, I read the comments every day, multiple channels. I read the feedback. Drivers and riders, not just drivers, but also riders are fed up. They're fed up, right? So um, that, that's, my, um, that's my opinion there. Um, they got to do better, way better. Yeah, I um, Brian, I'd like you to weigh in on this as well. Just you know, your thoughts, and also I'm just curious to see how that might also just even affect legal rideshare and the ability of understanding how accidents and insurance work. Well, you know, I just to touch on on what Torsten said. Torsten's wearing a shirt that says "Gigpreneur." That that's it. You are running your own business. You right. are a business owner, and you need to treat it that way. So. When you enter this world, it's not a race to the bottom like the gig companies want you to believe it is. You need to figure out the ways that you can prioritize yourself on an individual level, like Torsten said, keeping track of your earnings, keeping track of your expenses, but also work together as a working class of people. We saw it in Minneapolis. We've seen it other places that when drivers allow themselves to have a unified voice, they can they can make change and they can really take right. this job and make it something to be um, proud of and something that can really put, you know, real money in your pocket. Um, but that doesn't happen by treating it as just a gig or just something that you do here and there. If this is going to be the profession that you choose, own it and work Thank together you. and don't allow yourself to be this atom off to the side, come together and fight like hell to get what you're entitled to. We're always stronger together. We're always louder together. People start to notice us when we come together in, you know, collectively. Um, so we, we don't need to change uh, necessarily from independent contractor all the way to employee. There is a common, you know, middle ground. I think a new classification that we can fight for, but it's there. It's time to change. Let's do it city by city. Let's not make this, like, like I said a couple seconds ago, a race to the bottom. Let's make this a race to the top. Put the juice back in the lemon. Let's and, and you know let's let's tell Uber that we need more. If we're going to drive, if we're going to put our lives and our property on the line, we need to be paid appropriately. Um, so I think that this article is just you know it, it highlights how bad things have gotten. Um, 
this should be a wake up call and we should treat it as one. Um, yep. Wake up. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Torsten. No, I mean, he's hundred percent, right. He's, he's got it right there. And what, what, you know, I got to say what I love about you guys is that, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to a lot of attorneys and attorneys generally just will give you their legal advice, but you know, the business, you, you breathe the business, you read every article, you, you know, having a conversation with you is like, you are so dialed in to drivers and riders, right? And that's, that's what, that's what the drivers appreciate about you is that you understand the business. Having this type of conversation, you know, with, with a law firm or with a company that provides the services as you do. And then on top of it has the, has the understanding, the, the, the detailed understanding of this industry. Uh, that's what makes you unique, guys. Um, I, I, you know, drivers know that. That's what makes you you live and breathe this business. You know it inside out. So, you know, again, your channel, my channel, uh, educating uh, uh, drivers to, to step into their true potential to work together, folks, right? I mean, legal rights are Brian always says you work together, understand how powerful you are in the numbers. Don't just like accept the job and say, okay, switch on the app, got to drive here ABC and then be done for the day. No, you, you, you need to explore your rights. You need to explore your potential out there and then step into it. Own it, own it. Like Brian said, own it. 100%. And, and you're right. And I, we, you know, we appreciate you know, all you've helped us with and in, in, in your support and we obviously give you 100% support back and just as we said even before we started this educate we keep saying that we're going to keep saying it all the way through it's about the education um, yes and, and speaking of which so yeah before we wrap up uh, Taurus I'm going to give you the floor again uh, just to let again let drivers know uh, where to find you uh, where to subscribe you know that all that sort of funness well pretty easy if you're on YouTube to Type in two words, rideshare professor. You know, you'll you'll see my videos out there. You'll see other social media channels. Um, uh, subscribe to our channel. Subscribe to you know our Twitter accounts, whether it's Legal Rideshare or the Rideshare Professor, and you're gonna get uh, good weekly news. You know, we we come out with both of us. You know, your your team, my team. We come out with a lot of good content every week. And stay on top of it. Like educate yourself. Right. This is really. Uh, knowledge is power drivers knowledge is power the more you know the more you understand about this industry the more you can empower yourself right so yes it's it's it's, it's very simple and my my email my phone number are beneath every single one of my videos i encourage every gig worker whether you're in food delivery or or right here reach out right um, I, I treat this as a business i'll teach you the ins and outs as a business and, and, and also make good referrals. You know, if things go wrong, if you need legal help, I'll make the right referrals to you guys. So it's, it's, it's not difficult. It's all about education. Exactly. And then, Brian, I'll, I'll give you also, again, just to remind everyone what Legal Rideshare does and uh, how we can help. If you get in, into an accident, if you're injured on the job, we're available for a free consultation. So pick up the phone, call us. Uh, you can go to our website, LegalRideshare.com. You can reach out to us on any of our social media channels. Um, you, if you don't reach out for the consultation, you're only hurting yourself. It costs you nothing to talk to us. Um, we will help you protect your interests, say the right things to the insurance companies, make the right reports to the police officers. Um, it's just, it's vital that you, you take those measures to ensure that you're setting a, a proper foundation for your legal claim at the very beginning. So 
Um, again, LegalRideshare.com is the best way to get in touch with us. Um, and please do not hesitate. Don't wait one second longer than you need to. And I, I also, I want to briefly um, remind uh, drivers here, right? Um, if things go wrong, God forbid, I hope they never go wrong, right? We, 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 we don't want to get into an accident. But if things go wrong and you happen to be talking to an attorney and you may you're just not happy with their services, right? I have a lot of guys come to me and say, these guys are not taking care of me. Like, what do I do? So d feel free, right? Con contact Brian and his team. Uh, you've got a free consultation waiting there. It doesn't always mean you're in the, the best hands. You may, you may have picked up, you may have Googled and found the first number and think you're in the right hands. Here you have to really go shopping for the right fit. And there is no team out there that understands drivers better than Bryant and his crew. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna end with, with, with that. And um, I, I appreciate the time that you've given me here. Great topics, by the way. And I hope we can do it again. Yeah, absolutely love to do it again. This is just super informative and such a great balance between you guys to just see what's, just educating and understanding what's happening on either side of the aisle. I think it's very, very crucial. Uh, thank you again, Bryant. Thank you, Torsten. Um, as I like to say, that is the end of this week in Rideshare. See you next week.